So since I started this job as an SEL coach, I've um, had a couple of existential questions. One of them was around the state of PBIS. Um, I think I went in with a bias that every school was like my school, which was, in hindsight, really naive. Um, but it's an easy mindset to get into when you've been in the same place for seven years, working in the same team for seven years, and it's working well. You just assume everybody else has the same setup that you do. And as I've gotten more involved in this work, I've realized that before I can do relational practices, social emotional learning, there has to be some basic structures in place in every building. For someone my age, PBIS is a structure that's been in place for a long time. Um, so anyway, I've had several conversations with Michelle Smith. She's my supervisor, and she agreed to sit down with me today. And we talk about a few elements that no matter what you call them, they should be in place. There should be school-wide behavior expectations. Those should be taught. Those should be reinforced with, with acknowledgement and corrected if kids need help with them. Or maybe they need to be examined to see if they still apply. Those should be established in a matrix. Um, you should have a committee that looks at the data on how kids are behaving and how they're demonstrating their command of those expectations. Maybe it's simpler than I'm thinking, and maybe it's more complicated than I'm thinking. I'm still not sure. Talk to me in a year and a half when this grant expires. <laughs> maybe I'll have a handle on it then. But in the meantime, here's my conversation with Michelle Smith. We've been doing PBIS. I, I think we were talking at a meeting the other day. It's been something like 15 years. At right? least. Been around a long time. In the very beginning, you signed an agreement as a school that you are going to start with PBIS core tier one. Mm -hmm. And then you really didn't start thinking about tier two supplemental and tier three intensive until you had that readiness till right. your core foundation was in place. And we've had tremendous turnover in, so what would that tier one piece, what would be the expectation um, that every school in Buncombe County has? So every school in Buncombe County should have a practicing functioning PBIS team that's made up of, you know, different members of the staff, different grades, different, uh, you know, student services, that kind of thing, somebody from the specialist. Um, and within that, the matrix is developed. Really, the matrix is the foundation. It becomes your curriculum. So if your expectations are to be ready and respectful, then you've got to teach what that looks like. So if I'm like a, I don't know, a BT2, and I've been put on the PBIS team, um, that matrix was developed by someone who hasn't worked here for years. It's about to take a look at it. Uh, those matrices are super old, maybe not relevant. Mm. And if they're not relevant, then people aren't really going to care about them. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, I was looking at mine and i don't know that we have technology on there it's not like an online piece and i think yeah. that's important because that's so much of where our bullying happens yeah and you know and so how to teach some skills around that yeah i think so too so let's go back to the pbis team i know that a huge part of that is looking at data and i think one thing that the other coaches and i've talked about is the pbis team might be in place to talk about parties what is, which, what is the function of a pbis team so the function of a pbis team is looking at trends looking at their data uh educator handbook data i think tech panorama supports that nicely being able to get a 
a clear picture. We make an intentional decision to teach based on what our data shows us, just like I would if I were teaching how to read or yeah. math subject. I would right. have, there's some got to be some formative assessment of how things are going. Um, and you can do that class-wise as well. And I think an awesome way to start thinking about supplemental and, and intensive levels is, you know, how does it, a PLC, how did they look at, say, third grade, like, we're going to look at third grade data. Oh, my gosh, our third graders are getting in trouble every, the hallway, the hallway is it. Mm-hmm. So then we do this really big core push in third grade, right? It doesn't have to be core for the whole school. If third grade really needs something, that's core for them. Yeah. And so really focusing and the intentionality of, of use the matrix, you've got to teach the school-wide expectations, right? They've got to be taught. There's instruction on them. And then back to the team, part of a PBIS is having a recognition system, right? It's, okay. it's recognizing. It doesn't say it must have a party <laughs> effect, but that's you great. You have to have a system. But you have to have a system and it's a school-wide system yeah. That, so that it looks the same and it's equitable across rooms. We're all teaching the, the same thing. But in my room, it's important for me to have a discussion with my kids and say, okay, what do you guys think it means to be ready? And so that's going to be broken down in a classroom and having those discussions with kids and creating this anchor chart of this is how we are as a community. Yeah, the norms are so important. So if you say be responsible, what well, does that look like? What does that look like? What am I going to see with my eyes? What am I going to see kids doing with my eyes? And kids can answer those questions. I think so too. Even even little ones at kindergarten, I can say, oh, what is what are you doing if you're being nice? You know, I could have the, the questions change a little per age, but then they're able to have some ownership. And so it doesn't matter if you're five or if you're in a a 12th grade honors biology. Mm -hmm. Expectations are a thing. It is important to teach. This is what's expected. When I hire new people, I I have to give them like the layout. This is what's expected within your job role. So we we got to get rid of that. Um, They should know this by now. Yes. Uh, If I'm an English language learner, if I'm six. Yeah. I might need something a little more visual. Right. And so, you know, that's where visuals come in, like having actual visuals. And it doesn't hurt to have them through the ages because some of us learn that way. Mm-hmm. And some of us, because we're living in stress or uh, trauma, yeah. those are good, good, good interventions for that. Yeah. Or just well. an adjustment to your core. That's right. To, to just give it a different modality for delivery. Yeah. That's exactly well, I want to go right. back to this data piece, though. I have also found that different schools use educators handbook differently. What should we see across all schools? It's really important to put minors in to educator handbook because it does create that system of data that we can look at. And I'm number one for like, you know, I got I can take care of things. I don't really need to call a principal. Yeah. I can do all the things. As a rule, I was not a big educator handbook user. I wasn't I'm like, either. I don't need to. Yeah. But the more uh, that I've learned about being able to use the data to make decisions, 
if I've got a student that I'm constantly intervening with, even though it's working and what I'm doing works most of the time and I can figure out what to do, if I'm not putting an educator handbook, then I'm doing a disservice for that student Mm -hmm. because there may be somebody else that can help them get their needs met a little bit better Mm. or really, you know, thinking about where to, what's the intervention for this behavior and just because I, do, I can handle it doesn't mean the next teacher can handle it. And so then we get a kid the you know, first week of the next grade and they're like, oh my gosh, she's blowing out of here. Well, he's been having trouble, but we didn't put an educator handbook. So nobody knew that. Yeah. So I think it's really, really important. And it's really important to help teachers understand the why of it. So what are some other data sources that people can draw from? Well, I mean, I think our panorama data is, you know, uh, and again, it's only as good uh, the tool as how you use it, right? And I think there's those discussions around what our SEL data looks like should come from panorama, uh, where our strengths are, you know, and, and thinking strengths-based. Like, I, and if I think about it through a PLC cycle, what is it I want these kids to know behaviorally or competency, SEL competency. What is it I need them to know? Mm-hmm. If they're having a really hard time being kind to each other, there's some relationship skills that I can do in Panorama, in the playbook. There's typically some kind of intervention or something you can do in playbook. Oh, yeah. Put in place. And I think that's where formative, I mean, like I can decide, I can see with my eyes if kids are doing well in my classroom. Right. So there's formative assessment. There's, you know, I think about check-ins. What a great piece of data that is. If I check in every day with my kids. Yes. You know, where they're at. And then, and I and I see, oh my gosh, they're on yellow every day. You know, when they come in or they're have a frowny face every day, that's data. Yeah. Just being able to look historically back. That's, that's really good information as well. What were you thinking? A dojo. Dojo, yeah, that's true. So I'm hearing that my data sources can be form, uh, they can be educator's handbook, they can be panorama, they can be my daily check-ins. Mm-hmm. How often do PBIS teams look at attendance data? They should be, the team should be meeting monthly. Mm-hmm. And attendance is a, a good piece of that too, right? Like I want kids to come to school. So that's where like morning meeting and those kind of things, building in things that kids want to start the day mm-hmm. you know they want to come in yeah. um within a multi-tiered system of support we should be looking at attendance behavior and academics so uh, let, let me re- let me circle back to pbis you should have a pbis team you should have a matrix which should be reviewed uh you should have a recognition system mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not overly prescriptive you can make that work your uh, acknowledgement over- system should be school-wide okay it should be like a school-wide piece of it if we're getting close to a nine weeks then that team comes together and it may or may not be the pbis team it may be a group of people you know one of them's on the pbis team and they get together and they look at okay what's what are we doing for our nine week i'm not saying that's not a relevant discussion it is but that's not the only thing that's a subcommittee it's not a committee yeah what are the things when you're w- moving through schools? What are the, the what's the biggest thing that schools are going to need to improve? What a- what aspect of the adult routines is missing the most? Oh, teaching the behaviors. 
when I establish those norms with my students, then we've created that. That's how we say we want to be. So I can always go back to that and say, didn't we say that we wanted to be X? Yeah. What are we going to do to fix this? Okay. You know, and again, that puts responsibility back on the kids. And that they've got to own that. They you, got don't, you don't stop what you've owned. That's right. All right. Thank you. I've got, I know the way it works now is I listen to it like three times and then uh, I put,